Okay, we're up to the bottom of Memches Amid Beis. This is uh, two lines from the bottom. The last thing the Gemara said was the Mishnah had said, the Mishnah was describing Mekach Tois. That if you make a Kedushin under false pretenses, it's not a good Kedushin. Then Rav Shimon said, if the advantage is for her, then it does work. So the Pashpshat of Rav Shimon means, if you said, I'm Kedushin with silver, and you gave her gold... So it's advantage. It's better for her. So it's a good kedushin. The Gemara asks, "What do you mean? It's a mekach tois in halacha. That's called a mekach tois. If you go to the store and you ask for product A and they don't give you product, or they give you product B, we don't say, well, product B is more valuable.' It doesn't matter. It's a mekach tois." So the Gemara said, "You're right." Rav Shimon is dafka talking about a scenario where she appoints a shliach to makabel kesef. The shliach then goes as makabel zav, which is more advantage advantageous for her. And the halacha is, because it's better for if it was worse for her, then it's for sure not a good shlichus. But because it's better, we say maramakam hulai. That when the sh- when she appointed the shliach, she, although she said silver, she wasn't so specific. It didn't have to be silver. Maramakam hulai, she was more giving it an option. So I'm Rabbiya. Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon Gamliel, Rav Elazar, Kulasvir, Luhu, Maramakam hulai. This opinion, that shlichus does not have to be exactly the way you mentioned it, but rather maramakam hulai, it's more of an option. That's shared by three Tanoim. Rav Shimon Hadamr, Rav Shimon we already clarified. Rav Shimon Liel the Tanan. Rav Shimon Liel is the following Mishnah. The Mishnah described two different types of Gitin. There's Get Pashit, which is the standard Get, which has the Edim, Edim Metoichai, the Edim are on the same side. And there's Mekusher, which is a bound Get. Well, we talked about this once before. This is when, for Kehanim, they would have a type of Get where they would fold it and sew it, and they would sign on every other fold. This was in a slower process in order for Kehanim to not get divorced so quickly. It's called the Get Makusher. Get Makusher Edim Achorov. The way the Get Makusher was made, when you unfold it, the Edim are actually on the other side. So the Edim are on the back side. Okay. So then the halacha is, Pasha Shekasvo Edim Achorov. Makusher Shekasvo Edim Metaychai. If you write a regular Get, but the Edim are on the back side, that's no good. And if you have a Get Makusher with the Edim are on the front side, it's also no good. This is not related to our discussion yet. says that if you have a, a bound get, but you write the Edom on the front side, it's fine, because it'll it's just a regular get, basically, just with spaces in between the Edoms. That's fine. Then Rav Shemuel says as follows. You follow the Minig. Now, what this means, Rashi explains, seemingly, is that if you told your shliach, write for me a get, and you and the minig amokim is get poshit, meaning let's say in that location the minig is to write a regular get, and the shliach deviated from the minig amokim and wrote a get makusher, or if the minig amokim is get makusher and he deviated and wrote a get poshit, then it's no good, because he deviated he's no longer a shliach of yours. Now this is incredibly obvious. So the Gemara says, Vavinabo, we ask the question, Tanakama Medina. What does the Tanakama hold? The Tanakama holds that the Shliach can deviate from the Minagamakam? Of course not. So what's the Machlokis about? So I'm Ravashi. Ravashi says like this, If the Minagamakam is to write a regular get, and the Shliach made a bound get, which is not the Minagamakam, that's no good. Or the opposite. If the Minagamakam is to, is to write a bound get, and the shliach deviates and writes a regular get. Everyone agrees that that's no good because you told him and he's deviating from minagamakim. The machlekes is as follows: You're dealing with a location where in the minagamakim is either bound or or regular. 
Both are minigamakim, both are acceptable. People do both. Formerly offered a poshit. And the person told the shlich, make me a regular get, and he went and made him a kosher get, which is still within minigamakim, but he deviated from what you said. Marisavra, the Tanakama feels kveid, the Tanakama says, well, he didn't listen to you, and therefore he deviated, he's no longer a shlich, and it's a get puzzle. Well, Marisavra, Bershingham Leel says, no, Maramakim Ulo. When you told him to do a regular get, you were just giving him an option. And we assume Maramakim Ulo that you are cool with him deviating slightly, and this is a second Tana who agrees with this premise, and Rav Lazar is the third. The Mishnah says, If a woman says to someone, says to a shliach, accept a get from me in a certain location, let's say in Brooklyn, but the shliach instead is in Queens at a different location. Puzzle, puzzle, says the Tanakama, because he deviated from the shlichus. Revelazer says it's fine. Why? Because Revelazer assumes that when you mentioned a specific location, you are not particular that it has to be in that location. It's Maramakim. Okay. We said in the Mishnah that according to Rav Shimon, if the shliach deviates, but it's to her advantage, then we assume it's fine. So let's say you said silver, and instead she, the shliach receives gold, that's fine, because it's better. Amar Ula, Machlaikis B'Shevach Mamen. The whole Machlaikis Tanakam Rav Shimon is when the mistake is for the woman's monetary advantage. The mistake is that she got something better. But let's say it's better yichus, meaning... The woman told the shliach, marry this guy, marry, whatever, told the guy, marry me, I'm going to marry you because you're a levy. Turns out the guy's a kayan, so that's better. But that, the Gemara says, is no good. Even if Shimon agrees, that's a deviation and no good. Why? My time, I'm a son of the rab, because people say, I don't want a shoe that's bigger than my foot. Meaning, although better yichus is objectively better, it also creates more pressure. She doesn't want to marry a kayan. There's a certain pressure that comes with marrying a kayan. If she wants to. She doesn't want to marry Tamil Chacham. So although it's objectively a better yichus, but that even if Shimon agrees is a problem. Okay. Tanina Tanamihachi. The Brisa clearly states that Rav Shimon agrees that it's a problem if it's a better yichus. Rav Shimon agrees that if if it's a if it was misled regarding the yichus that it's not a good kedushin. Okay. Um, Ravashi, Masis, Nami Deker. Ravashi says, I actually could prove it from the mission itself. Why? Because the next part of the mission says, Almanashani Kayan, marry me on the condition I'm a Kayan, and Nimsa Levi. So that's worse. Or Levi, marry me, I'm a Levi, and Nimsa Kayan. And that's better. Nisin, Venimsa Mamzer, Mazer, Nimsa Nisin. All these cases, the mission says, is no good. Vloy Pleger of Shimon. Rav Shimon doesn't argue. If Rav Shimon Taka held that a dis- that advantage for her applies by Yichus, he should argue as well. The fact that he doesn't argue means that he agrees. So you see, even if Shimon is Maida, when a, a, although it's better, but it's a problem in Yichus, even if Shimon ar- agrees, that it's a problem. The way that he know we, we know that he's Maida is because he doesn't argue in that case. Says the Gemara, wait a minute, Mas Gemara Ravashi, El Diktani, wait, tell me every time he doesn't argue means he agrees, El Diktani. The next part of the mission also says, Amanashi Yeshli Bas Eshifchum Gudelis. If you marry a woman, says, on condition that I have an adult daughter to help out in the house, or I have a maidservant, and he doesn't, or on condition I don't have, and he has, so that's an advantage. What's the halacha? No good. And if Shimon doesn't argue, Shevach Mamanhu, that's an advantageous monetary mistake, which if Shimon should hold, it's fine. And yet it's not, he doesn't argue, so what's the answer? 
So what do you say? The answer is he argues in the first part of the Mishnah. He doesn't argue every single time. So to over here, the fact that he doesn't argue by Yichus is not indicative that he agrees. Maybe he just doesn't argue every single time. So your proof that Roshimon is mighty is the fact that he doesn't argue. He doesn't argue by the end, by the case of the adult uh, adult daughter and the maidservant, he doesn't argue, even though he Mustama does argue, he doesn't argue by Pyle, because we assume he argues once and you're supposed to apply it. So too by Yuchsin, although he doesn't meferish argue, we assume that he probably argues as well. So the Gemara says, no, Haki Hashta, Hasam, Mamet. And says over there, in the case of the adult daughter and the maidservant, that's an advantageous monetary advantage. So the fact that he doesn't argue is, he doesn't have to argue every single time there's a, is a Shevach Mamet, he doesn't have to argue. He argues once, that's enough. But by Yuchsin, if he Taka meant it, he would argue at least once. So the fact that he doesn't argue by Yuchsin is Taka indicative that he, that he, that he is Maida. Ah, he doesn't argue every single time Shevach Mamet. Well, every single time Shevach Mamet, he doesn't have to argue. But Shevach Yuchsin, he should at least argue once. He by the another alternative answer, that it could be that really he agrees by Shevach Yuchsin, I and and, and 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 the case of the adult daughter and the maidservant is actually not Shavach Mamun. We assume that having a maidservant is considered an advantageous monetary. Or uh, having an adult daughter Migadelis means a, a adult daughter that's advantageous monetarily because they're gonna help out. My Megadelis, Gadelis the Amrahi my my Megadelis, Megadelis. No. It doesn't mean an adult daughter, it means a chosh of a daughter. It's actually a case of Yichus. And the Amrahi and the reason why the prospective bride does not want that advantageous, that Milos Yuchsin, is because she says, if the daughter is Choshev, then she has a lot of friends and she's going to start telling, she's going to start bashing me, the new stepmom, and everyone's going to believe her. Rabbi Nechananel says the case of Megadelis is not uh, adult, it's not Choshev, it means Megadelis Sire, it means that she's a hairdresser and she'll tell everybody. So really this is actually not it doesn't mean an adult daughter to help out in the house. It means she's choshev, and it's a shayla of yichus. And the point is, Rav Shimon doesn't argue, because even Rav Shimon agrees that a, a change in yichus is not necessarily advantageous for her. Okay? Tanur Abonon. Now the Bryce is going to list things that if you made a stipulation for Kedushin, what do you have to do to reach that stipulation? So you say, Almanashani Krainu. Marry me on condition that I'm someone who reads from the Torah. I'm a Balkar. How much does he have to be able to read to qualify that, to fulfill that stipulation? Once he is able to read three psukim from the Torah in the shul, that's enough. Okay? Review the Oymer at Shikavit Targum. Review this is no, it's not enough to read the Chumash, you have to read the Chumash and translate and Targum. Now, Targum could be Targum Onkelis, so Targum just means he translates himself. So the Gemara says, Targum he should just translate himself. Fatanya, how could that be? Review the Oymer, I'm a Targum If a person just makes up his own translation, that's a mistake. And if he adds his own explanation, that's blasphemy because he could misunderstand the Torah. So, what does it mean? Targum means Onkelis. Okay, so if he says he's a Kraina, he's a Balkara, he has to be able to read three Psukim. Says the Gemara, That's only true when he says, I'm a Kraina, I'm a Balkara, I'm a Kara, I know, but if he says, I'm a an expert reader, he has to be able to read all of Tanakh precisely. Okay? If he says on Kedisha that I'm a Shaina, I'm someone who studies Torah, it means Halacha. He has to know Halacha, according to Rashi, Halacha, Mosh, 
Rav Yechanan Amar Torah. No, he just has to be able to read Chumash. Gemara says, wait, you tell me Shaina means Torah? Meis Vavakasha, Ezu Mishnah, what is the definition of Mishnah? Rav Meir Mahalachas, Rav Meir says Halachas, Rav Yidam Medrash. Rav Yidam says Medrash. No one says it's Torah. So if he says Shona, that should either be Halacha or Medrash. So what is Rav Yochanan talking about? Go to the next page. My Torah, Medrash Torah. The answer is when Rav Yochanan says Torah, he didn't mean Torah, he meant Medrash Torah. So really, Shona means Medrash. That's only true when he says Tinyana. I'm, I'm someone who studies. But if he says, I'm an expert, he has to know Halacha, Sifra, and Sifri. I'm not Shani Talmud. If he says, Marry me on condition that I'm a Talmud Chacham, ain't Oimim Kishim Ben Azik Shim Ben He doesn't have to be like Shim Ben Azik Shim Ben who are the greatest students of the generation. As long as you could ask him a question in what he is currently studying, he could respond. Even if it's Meseches Kala, which is a smaller Mesechta, as long as he's able to know that information, that makes him a Talmud Chacham. A Talmud. If he says, I'm a wise person, he doesn't have to be like Rav Akiva, like great, world-renowned Chacham. As long as he's asked a question uh, to explain a difficult sugi, and he's able to, that's considered a Chacham. I'm not Shani Gibar. He says, on condition I'm strong. You don't have to be like Avner and Yoyev, who are historically strong people. You just have to be someone that the friends fear him because of his strength. He just has to be strong amongst his friends. I'm not Shani Yashir, on condition that I'm wealthy. How wealthy you have to be? Hey, no, I'm Krav Ben Charis and Rose Ben Azari. You don't have to be like Rose Ben Azari, who is world-renowned wealth. As long as people in your community honor you because of your wealth, that's enough. I'm an Ashani Tzadik. If he says I'm a Tzadik, I feel Russia government kudeshes. Even a Russia is able to get married. He fulfills the condition. I, he's a Russia. He said he's going to be a Tzadik. Shem Meher Chuvah Maybe he thought about Chuvah merely thinking Chuvah is enough. For you to become a tzaddik, I'm an Ashani Rasha. If he says marry me on condition I'm a Rasha, I feel tzaddik gamer kudeshes. It still works. Why shema here davar avos kacham bedaitin? Maybe he thought about doing avodizara. So for that moment he was a Rasha. Now the Gemara talks about asara kavim chachma yardel oydim. The ten measures of wisdom came down to the world. Tisha nata eretz Yisrael. Nine of it went to eretz Yisrael. Ve'achakalim kulei, and the rest of the world shared the last. Measure. Asara kavim yoyfi yardel oydim. Ten measures of beauty descended to the world. Tisha nata yushalayim. Yushalayim took nine of them, and the rest of the world shared the last one. Ten measures of wealth went to the world. The early Romans took nine out of ten. Ten measures of poverty came to the world. Nine went above. Babel was very poor. Ten measures of arrogance came to the world. Elam, which is near Babel, took nine out of ten of arrogance. So Babel is poor. Elam is arrogant. Wait a minute. The Gassus Lababli Nachas, I thought Gaiva went to Babel. But Ksib, the Pasuk describes as Zechariah saw an image of angels, I saw two women flying with wings. And they were carrying a measure, an eifah, like a measuring cup. And Zechariah said, I asked them, Where are they taking this measuring cup? They're going to build a house in Shinar. They're going to build a house in Babel. That was Gaiva. They were bringing Gaiva to Babel. So wait a minute, you told me, Bavel has poverty and Elam has Gaiva. I thought Bavel has Gaiva. The answer is, they went to take the poverty to Bavel, to take the Gaiva to Bavel. But it didn't stay in Bavel, it went to Elam. So it started in Bavel and then went to Elam. 
I'll prove it to you, Diktani, because the Brisa says, live in Isla Bayas. The Pasuk says that they were to take the Gaiva, to build the Gaiva in, ba- in Bavel. It doesn't say they built it. The plan was to build it, but it didn't actually build there. It rather was built in Elam Shmamina. Aini, is this true that you're telling me that arrogance is in Elam and poverty is in Bavel? I thought to be to be about Gaiva, you have to be poor, which is already strange. So how could it be that there's poverty in Bavel and Gaiva in Elam when to be about Gaiva, you need to be poor? So the answer is, my Aeneas, what type of poverty is necessary for arrogance? Aeneas to Torah. Poverty, phys- like poor as in cash poor, that was Bavel. But Torah, being poor in Torah, that leads to Gaiva, and that was all in Elam. We have a young sister, and she doesn't have breasts, she's not developed. That's referring to Elam. Elam married to learn Torah, but not to teach it. Therefore, they had a poverty in Torah, and that led to their Gaiva. Ten measures of might descend to the world. And the Persians took nine out of ten. Ten measures of lice descend to the world. Mother took nine out of ten. Asarakam Kshavim Yardulayum, ten measures of witchcraft descend to the world, Tisha Natha Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim took nine out of ten. Asarakavim Negoim Yardulayum, ten measures of disease went to the world, Tin Tes Natul Chazirim, the pigs took nine out of ten. Yud Kabnus Nus Yardulayum, promiscuity came to the world, Tisha Natul Arabia, the Arabs took nine out of ten. Asarakam Azaz Yardulayum, there were ten measures of brazenness descend to the world, Tisha Natul Meshon, the city of Meshon took nine out of ten. Asarakam Sicha Yardulayum, ten measures of uh, speech, just schmoozing. Tishon Natal Nashim, nine went to women. They talk more than men. Asara Kabin Shikrus Yaloilam, ten measures of drunkenness came to the world. Tishon Natal Kushim, the Ethiopians took nine out of ten. Asara Kabin Shayna Yardaloilam, ten measures of sleep descended to the world. Tishon Natal Avadim, nine went to the slave. This next mission talks about Mekach Tois further. It says, Amenashani Koyan. If a man marries a woman, says on condition I'm a koyim and it's a levi, it turns out to be a levi. A levi and it's a koyim or a levi, it turns out to be a koyim. It says mekach tois. Nesin venimsa mamzer mamzer nimsim nesin. Ben ir venimsa ben krach. He says I come from a shtetl, but he really comes from a city, or vice versa. Ben krach venimsa ben ir. I'm not shabesi karv lemerachas venimsa rachuk. On condition that my house is near the bathhouse, but it's not. Or rachum venimsa karv vice versa. I'm not shiish lebasa shivcha migadeles. On condition that I have an older daughter. Or a maid servant, and he does not. Or vice versa. All of these things, in all these cases, even if the woman later says, In my heart, I went, I was going to marry him either way. All of these are not good because the man's stipulation was not met. He made it tonight. Okay. And applies to her as well. If she uh, tricked him, she you know made stipulations that were also not met. It also doesn't work. Okay, the Gemara says like this. We'll we'll do this Gemara and then we'll stop. A man was selling his possessions with the intention to move to Israel, but he never stipulated at the time of the sale that that's why he's selling it. It's not like at the time of the sale he said, "I'm selling it because I'm moving to Israel." He just said, "Stop." He's selling it. His intention was to move to Israel. Turns out he wasn't able to move to Israel. So the question is that Mekach Tois says the Gemara Amarava have Dvarim Shabalev. The seller's thoughts of moving to Israel is Dvarim Shabalev. It's unexpressed intentions. Dvarim Shabalev in Dvarim. We do not go by unexpressed intentions. We only go by your actions. And therefore, the fact that he didn't end up moving to Israel does not stop it. Does not uh, does not make it a Mekach Tois at all. I will stop here.